Today we're looking at Mark chapter 8, verses 13 through 21. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your word that you've given us. God, I ask that you would teach us as we read, not that we would just learn to gain knowledge, but we would learn more about you, that we would yield to you, and you would be the one that transforms our lives, that you would continue to shape us and make us more into your image as we yield to you. Holy Spirit, come open our hearts, our eyes, our ears, that we would see, that we could hear, that we could understand, not just with our minds and with our and with our knowing, but that we would know you, that we would understand who you are, and that we would be transformed from the inside out. God, that we would look like you, and that we would reveal your light and your love to this world. And I just thank you, Jesus. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Mark chapter 8, verses 13 through 21. And he left them, and getting into the boat again, departed to the other side. Now the disciples had forgotten to take bread, and they did not have more than one loaf with them in the boat. Then he charged them, saying, Take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have no bread. But Jesus, being aware of it, said to them, Why do you reason because you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive nor understand? Is your heart still hardened? Having eyes, do you not see? Having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember? When I broke the five loaves for five thousand, how many basketful of fragments did you take up? And they said to him, Twelve. And then, when I broke the seven, the seven for the four thousand, how many large baskets full of fragments did you take up? And they said, Seven. So he said to them, How is it that you do not understand? So there's a couple of things in here I want to look at. But first, I want to take a look at um, in verse 15. It says, he charged them saying, take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. So we look at this and this is one of those things that can leave us sitting back saying, okay, Jesus, what on earth are you talking about? Uh, and I just want us to kind of like look at it for a minute or two so we can, because we're going to, as you read through the Bible, you'll find different things that will make you say, well, I wonder what's going on. And some people would just like kind of skim over and say, okay, well, I don't get it. So we're just going to move on. But I'd really rather take the time to just really kind of talk through some of this and just and pray it out and think about it and say, okay, what really does this mean? So when he says, um, take heed, beware of the leaven, one, another word for leaven is yeast. Um, so when you run into things that make you say, I wonder what he's talking about, just start to slow down and break it down. So Heavenly Father, I just ask that you would teach us what you would have us to see in these verses, God, that these just these words, Holy Spirit, you would open our minds and teach us to see what it is you have to say. And we thank you. <clears throat> So we see leaven, it's, it's yeast. So think about what yeast does um, and how it works. It's, it's what they mix into the bread dough to actually make it rise. And when we're dealing with yeast or leaven, it, it, there's a very, very tiny amount that is actually put into the dough and it's mixed and it doesn't take effect immediately. But as it sits, um, as it sits in the right conditions, that yeast continues to grow and spread and multiply. And it's actually the point where if you make a batch of dough, you can pull just a small little piece off, set it aside and save it for the next batch. And if you take that small little piece and mix it into your next batch of bread, the yeast that's in there will spread through that whole new lo- that whole new batch of dough. So you could actually use that same little piece over and over and over and over. So it would continue to spread and continue to spread and continue to spread. So when Jesus is saying, take heed, um, beware of the leaven, leaven is something that comes in a very small amount, but it very quickly works its way through everything that it's in. It, it works its way through, it spreads, it multiplies, it reproduces. That's something that leaven does. So when we think about um, 
the Pharisees, we've seen um, a fair amount about them already. The Pharisees were those religious leaders. They were the ones that they were so stuck on the law. They got so caught up in, you've got to do this. This is the rule you have to follow. This is the rule you have to follow. You can't do this. You have to do this. That was the Pharisees. They were the ones that were actually out trying to kill, looking to find a way to kill Jesus. Um, and ultimately would be the ones that brought him to the cross, um, or at least before the government to go to the cross. Um, so that's one of those things that, so there's a mindset there. It's not that the Pharisees are out there sprinkling sprinkling yeast on people, but it's a mindset, it's a thought process. It's it's what do we see at work in the Pharisees? We see that legalism. We see that adherence to rules, um, almost ignoring people for the sake of their rules. And then we look at Herod. So what 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 would Herod represent in this passage? Um, I mean, there's I'm sure you can find you can Google it. You can find lots of different people that see lots of different things. But I don't really want to get too deep into trying to figure all that out. I want to give you guys the tools you need to just look at it and say, okay, so really, what does this mean? So we've got the Pharisees that represent the religious system, the rules, all the all those things that you have to do, you have to do, you have to do in order to be right with God. And then we look at Herod. Well, Herod was the government the governing authority. He was the governing ruler. Um, so really I, for me personally, just at a quick glance on this without having to go too deep, I look at Herod and I say, well, that's the political system. That's that governmental system of the time. And Jesus is saying, beware of the religious leaders, beware of the thought process and the mindset and what that brings. And then also beware of the political arena, beware of the, of the governing authority at that point in time and the mindsets that come with it. It's not necessarily the people, but it's the mindsets, because if you give yourself over to just a little bit of that religious um, mindset like the Pharisees, it continues to grow. It's going to just a little bit gets in and spreads and spreads and spreads and spreads. And with Herod, the whole political arena, I'm not going to get into politics. That's not what I'm about. But just think about how just a little bit of that political mindset, like one, think about conversations you've been in, one political conversation or one political statement. And now you've got, you're four hours into a conversation that's got eight other people in it and everybody's just arguing and disagreeing and everybody's got their opinion. It's, it's those kinds of things. They start out very, very small and they just grow and they grow and they grow. And Jesus is saying, watch out for those things. Don't let those mindsets be in you because if they get in you, they're going to continue to grow and they're going to continue to reproduce themselves. And just like you can take that little lump of, um, of dough from one loaf and move it into another, it's going to spread from you to other people. And you've also got to be careful because of, about who you're around because where you can have that small dough, it can actually come into you. It can actually get in and start to affect you. If you say, well, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do this, but you constantly put yourself around religious people. If you say, I'm not going to be legalistic, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be one of those religious people that says, well, you've got to do all this and you've got to do all that. And if you don't do this, God's not happy. And if you don't do this, God's not happy. But if you're around those people, if you're in that environment, it's going to have its effect on you. So it's one of those things to be really, really careful of. Um, the world itself, just the things of this world, the cares of this life, and so many things are so quick to get a hold of us and just kind of reproduce and replicate themselves over and over and over. Um, so that's what we're looking at. When he says, um, take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. And then he goes down and says, um, and they reason among themselves saying it's because we have no bread. But Jesus, being aware of it, said to them, Why do you reason because you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive nor understand? Is your heart still hardened? So they've got a loaf of bread. Maybe, I think it said they've got, they had um, 
they did not have more than one loaf with them in the boat. So they just got done watching Jesus multiply food for over 4,000 people. And now they're thinking, well, he's upset with us because we didn't bring more bread, but we've got a loaf. Um, at first thought, I want to say it blows my mind that they were that they were like this. They They saw what Jesus did. But yet they still didn't get it. But the reality is, folks, there's so many times when we're when we're in, um, no pun intended, but we're in the same boat, and we see God do something, we see Him work. But the very next moment, we're wondering, well, God, what are you doing? Where are you? It's it's a cycle that we just are prone to run in. We don't always have to be that way. It doesn't always have to be that way. But we're prone to just kind of run in that way. Um, and Jesus says, having eyes to see. Having eyes, do you not see? Having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember? The, those words right there really just kind of get to me because Jesus has given me two eyes. I have the ability to see. I have the ability to read his word, to see what's in front of me, to look at the lives of other people, to see what he's doing around me. Um, but he's saying, having eyes, do you not see? Just because you have eyes and they work doesn't mean that you're actually going to be able to see what God's doing around you. Uh, if we don't actually open our eyes to see that, it's going to be so hard to it's going to be so hard to see actually. Um, it's going to be so easy to dismiss things away. Um, so you're praying for something, you're praying for something, you're praying for something and, and you're like, "Well, God, why aren't you answering me? God, why aren't you answering me?" But you're not even looking around to see the way that God's working. Um, we've got to have our eyes open and it's so easy to get our eyes focused on well, come back to the that um, the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. It's so easy to get our eyes consumed with all the stuff that's going on around us in the world, and we miss Jesus in the midst of it. We miss the things that He's doing, the things that He's showing us. So, having eyes to see, do you do you not? Or having eyes, do you not see? And having ears, do you not hear? So we've got ears to hear. Well, God's given us that ability. But do we not hear what he's saying? Do we not do we not tune our ears to hear his voice? Do we not take the time to actually like close out some of the loudness and busyness of life to let ourselves just listen to him? Um, and it's real easy to do, folks. It, it happens. Um, I, I'm guilty. It happens in my life that I get so caught up in what's going on sometimes that I just fail to stop and look around and see, okay, God, what's God doing? What's Jesus doing around me? What's he doing in me? Um, and I've got some friends around me at times that have to kind of help point that out to me. My wife at times will help just kind of say, hey, don't you see this? Well, what about this? Because it's easy to get my eyes focused on the other things um, and fail to see and even fail to hear what God's doing. Um, he says, and do you not remember when I broke five loaves for the 5,000, how many basketfuls of fragments did you take up? And they said to him, 12. And also when he broke the seven, for the 4,000, how many large basketfuls of fragments did you take up? And they said, seven. So he said to them, how is it that you do not understand? So he's asking, hey, don't you remember when I did this? When, when, I did, when, I, when I fed these people, how much did you have left over? When I fed these people, how much did you have left over? So he's reminding them. He's bringing back to his remembrance. He's focusing them on the things that he's done. But he's saying, how is it that you do not understand? You've seen these things, but you're still not getting it. Um, it's really, really important to take time to look and see what God's doing and acknowledge him. It's, it's part of being thankful. It's when we, um, when we pray, we thank God for the things that he's done. We want to be thankful. We want to take that time to focus on what he's done. 
Um, actually, so I had somebody help me out with that just this past week. Um, I was at church on Sunday, just kind of talking through some things. And one of the things I was actually talking about was um, this YouTube channel and podcast. And just like, yeah, um, was talking to somebody who actually said, I've been listening to it. And I said, I think you're the only one. Um, but one of the statements she made really kind of struck home when she said, well, maybe even if it's for nobody else, maybe it's just for me. And, um, that hit home with me that, that actually, that actually, um, actually it's make me a little emotional now as I'm thinking about it because the reality is God is at work. God is doing things. And even if it's one person that watches an episode, um, God's going to use that to impact somebody's life. He's going to make a difference. Um, it's easy to kind of lose sight at times. So I'm just so thankful that I've got people in my life that just, they can kind of speak that in and God just reveals to me, Hey, see, I am doing something, see what I'm doing. Um, so yeah, that's, it's important to make sure we stop. Um, so really, as we look through this, um, just a handful of things, I'm going to kind of sum it up. I feel like I kind of just been rambling for a little bit, but thanks for hanging in there with me. Um, when you run into something in the in in the Bible that just you're like, what on earth is going on? Just slow down and pick it apart like we did um, with eleven of the Pharisees, eleven of Herod. Um, but to that point, be real careful what you put yourself around, what you put in your life, because little bits of that religion, little bits of that um, of those different things, um, just those little bits, those little things get into our lives, and it doesn't take long before they spread. We may be well intentioned, well. Oh, it's just a little bit. It's not going to hurt. But folks, I promise you, um, I heard a really interesting, it's kind of gross, but I'm going to share it anyways, an interesting analogy. Um, someone took a cup of water and um, and said, well, here, here, here's two cups of water. But in this one, um, I've put just a very, very tiny, tiny little bit of poop, a little bit of dog poop in that cup. Um, you can't, you, you can, you can't even really see it, but it's, it, but it's in there. Um, do you want to drink it? And everybody's like, no, no, we don't want to. Um, but just the reality of that, even if it's just a little, little tiny bit, so small that you can't even see, you don't want it. You're not going to, if you know it's in your water, you're not going to drink it. But why are we okay with letting just a little tiny bit of, um, something that's not God, something that's actually anti-God or we know is going to take us away from God. Why are we even okay with just a little teeny tiny bit in our lives? Because uh, it spreads folks. It spreads. It doesn't take much the enemy of your soul is trying to pull you away from the god that loves you um, the devil would like nothing better than for us to just turn and walk away from god um, or just kind of like settle back and not pursue him um, he would be content with that as well so just we've got to be careful even the littlest tiniest things we don't want to let into our lives um, but we also want to take time to remember what god's doing and look around and see um and remember the things that he's done in our lives already so that we can be encouraged as we walk forward. Heavenly Father, I just so thank you for your faithfulness. God, I thank you that, um, Lord, I just ask even today as we're, as we're listening, as people are listening, as we're wrapping up this time, God, that you would be, that you would bring to their remembrance the things that you've done. God, that even now as someone's listening, that you're bringing back to mind the um, the times that you've been with them, the the small miracles that you've done, the things that may even seem in, insignificant, but insignificant, but God, you have used to make a profound impact in somebody's life. God, I just thank you that you are always with us. You're always working on our behalf, that you are for us and that you are constantly calling us and drawing us. God, we yield to you. We want more of you. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would just come and that you would just flood the minds of each and every person that's listening right now. Holy Spirit, that you would that you would bring to their remembrance all the things 
that God has done in their lives, the, the little things, the big things, and that they would be encouraged to just fix their eyes on you. And God, that our hearts um, would not be dull, that you would just kind of like open our ears, open our eyes, um, open our hearts, that we would really just be sensitive to you, that we would be receptive to all that you have to say. God, I thank you for your life, for your love, for your goodness. I praise you, Jesus, because you are our Savior. You are the one who loved us. And God, we love you, but we love you because you first loved us. And while we were still sinners, while we were still stuck in our sin and our mess, you sent your son. You died for us because you love us and you want us to be transformed, to be like you, to shine your light, to share your love, to reproduce your image on this earth. And God, we just say together, yes, Lord, we will follow, we will yield, and we will obey. God, I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.